You know what? I it's killing me. It really is because Impact might just be the best in the game, but also the most freaking disrespected. We're talking no surrender right now. Welcome in to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is always, I mean always, he means always, they mean always, you mean always, she means always, an instant classic. Danny Dunn! Hi, We will see you on the flippity-dippity. Oh yeah. All right, what is going on? Good people back at it once again, right here on the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is always, and I mean always, and he means always, an Instant Classic. Who is I? Who is he? DJ here, Justin over there, the Impact Guys, right? We, I feel like the Impact Guys is too generic, right? I don't want to be the Impact Club. I don't want to be the Impact Crew, right? I want to be like something cool. I want to be something cool, okay? Like like the impact gurus or like I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. What's up Justin? How how you how you feeling after that no surrender pay-per-view? I mean, I thought it was a pretty good show. We you know, we'll go, we'll go into it with more detail, but overall, you know, and I definitely agree with what you said at the beginning. You know, impact is like it's probably the best in the game right now. Like they're doing some great work over there. But they get this so much disrespect because, you know, the name is, you know, Impact Wrestling. They're like, oh, yeah, TNA, LOL, you know, the stupid moments, you know, or like the, the botches that they do, like, or like the, they feel like it's low quality, you know, they, they don't put on good television. But then you watch Ring of Honor and people praise Ring of Honor and it's basically the same thing. Just like on a, you know, maybe the, um, the budgets are basically the same, though. So I don't understand like what why Impact gets all the hate it does. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, Justin. I it frustrates me to no end, bro. It frustrates me to no end. Like, explain to me what is Impact doing that what is the Impact doing wrong that AEW is not and the WWE is not? Like, that's what I want to know. I want to know what is Impact doing. That people just for some reason don't like when AEW does far dumber programming, and so does WWE, right? Like, mm-hmm. and and the Forbidden Door Impact has knocked it out of the park every time. The mm-hmm. only time I felt like Impact didn't really knock it out of the park with the Forbidden Door, and the bad part about it is it was still good, was when Kenny came over, right? Because they basically buried themselves to put Kenny over, right? But my issue is, I have, and I have my issue is with the Forbidden Door is I think they've done a great job with it, but I think at the same time, I think they screwed themselves when they brought Kenny over. But they've also, I mean, friggin' uh, AEW hasn't done that good with the Forbidden Door, right? Mm-hmm. Impact Impact does everything that every wrestling fan wants to see, but because they're on Access TV, and oh my gosh, I can't find them and. They're, they put their pay-per-views on fight. Like, that's why we're not going to we're not gonna like them. Oh, but they used to be TNA. And you know, you know what that means. That was a joke to AEW too. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Are you, mm-hmm. Like, Impact, and, and like, that's the thing. Like, I think about all the things that we cry about 
Like Impact does dumb stuff too. Don't get me wrong. They do stupid weddings. They do stupid storylines. Ethan Page had his heart ripped out uh, to write him off TV. I get it. They do stupid Terrible. things. <laughs> but I think I enjoy Impact's stupid stuff far more than I enjoy anybody else's. Right. I don't and, you know, it, Justin. I don't understand I, it. I it boggles my mind because every time I sit there and I watch Impact, every time I sit here, Justin, and I watch Impact, every time I sit here, everyone else, and I watch Impact, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like dang, I want to watch next week every single time. They get me every single time, Justin. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's like they know how to write television and stuff, and you know, and they know how to like write compelling stories and stuff. I mean, yeah, some of the stories are pretty wonky, like the one when Ethan Page got his heart ripped out, you know, to write him off TV, or when they had that whole wedding with, um, you know, Rosemary and uh, um, Johnny. Uh, was it, no, was it Johnny? Um, Johnny was it? It wasn't Johnny Swinger. It was um not Johnny Swinger. It was um Johnny it was Bravo. When, it, was, it was Bravo. When, when Bravo got shot, right? Yeah, yeah. Bravo got shot. Yeah. So that I mean, they do some wonky storylines, but it's like every every wrestling company does that. Yeah. And and like you said, you know, I think Impact has done the best with the Forbidden Door. You know, bringing a whole bringing in a whole bunch of Ring of Honor guys. You know, and you know, bringing in different you know world champions from different promotions. You know, they really kicked down the door. You know, if they need talk, if you need to talk about the Forbidden Door, you need to talk about Impact. What they've been doing, and and I think too, and I think this is what frustrates me because I think the main culprit of a lot of the the hate around Impact and the continued hate around Impact is probably on Jim Cornette's shoulders, right? And Jim Cornette says a lot of things that I either agree with or I don't agree with. But my thing is, at the end of the day. If if Impact is so bad, if AEW is so bad, if WWE is so bad, if NWA is so bad, why don't you start your own promotion? It seems to be uh, simple to do at this point. Uh, friggin' EC3 yeah, and Braun, I am sure whatever, have their own friggin' promotion. So, so Jim, since you know all, since you know what we want to see, right? Since you know what we want to see, why not start your own promotion and show us? Bring Show us the, that wrestling back, knowledge. Bring back the Mid-South. I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. Like, and I love Jim Cornette. Like, I, I mean, I think mm-hmm. he says a lot of great things. But I think at the same time, like, Impact gets the short end of the stick on a lot of people. And I'm like, why? Why? Like, why? Like, it. I don't get it. Why is Impact getting the short end of the stick when it comes to to doing things right all all they i mean they they're not perfect by any means but no wrestling company is but i'm sitting here you want to you want a company that's gonna build to the next week impact does it better than anybody i mean impact's not in the biggest arenas but the freaking video packages are ridiculous the video packages are amazing impact is one of the best in the game if not the best in the game when it comes to video packages like why they don't do them before every match i'll never understand because it would really keep people interested i think but like my thing is like i I just don't know what are people expecting more. What what do people want more of from Impact? What is it like? What like what is it? What's the hate? I don't get it. But anyway, anyway, enough of that. Let's jump into the show. No surrender. Uh, my overall thoughts on no surrender. So no surrender. Easy for me to say. <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was good. It was enjoyable. I liked it, and you know, I, I'm I'm not mad at this show. But I feel like Impact does this consistently. Like they have their little technical issues, right? But especially with their live shows, for some reason they ha- they're gonna have them. 
But if you can get past that and get past the fact that in a small arena, they're they're fine. My issue with Impact right now is I feel like for some reason, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the investors uh, who invest in the company and won't put enough money in the company so they can either be in a bigger arena or feel like they're in a bigger arena, get them on a bigger network, because I think they're worth uh, more than what they're, what's being presented. Like my thing is, my biggest thing is, you know, I've seen, and, and, you know, I'm a church going person, right? Uh, I've seen plenty of small churches make themselves look huge by how you shoot the show. Right. And I get it. The hard camera, you got to keep the hard camera. That's cool. Right. But like, we talked about it before with production in, in plenty, plenty of different senses. Don't make yourself look small, right? Like you can you can manipulate the camera to make make everything look far bigger than what it is. Um, and, and I think that's my issue with impact. Is like I'm watching impact and I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, I enjoy I enjoy you, but why are you making yourself look like your second budget when really when you look at the talent in the ring, you got the best talent in the world. I don't mm-hmm. get it. What's your overall thoughts on No Surrender, Justin? Yeah, overall, I thought it was a, you know, really good show. And I, I think I say it's like every time on, you know, every Impact review we do. But, like, I like how these specials are, like, I don't want to call them premium live events. But, that I mean, that's kind of what they are. You know, like, premium specials, live events. Premium live events, brother. You know, it, it's trending. It, it's going It's going places. <laughs> no, but I definitely think that... Um, you know, I like how they build on a week-to-week basis. You know, of the with these specials and stuff, um, because before when they first started doing specials, they didn't really, they really had no um, like build to the week-to-week special. I mean, week-to-week um, impacts. So I, I like how they do that now. And you know, of course, these are pre-recorded in advance, but like still, I mean, these, like I said, Impact's been killing it. Like I said, they need they need to be more respected. Put some respect on their name put some respect on TNA's name or I agree they something. need they, they need some respect like I mean mm-hmm. just a little bit you know just a little bit you know what I mean like just a little bit you know like just a little bit like, like, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, come on like uh-huh. I don't get it I don't get it uh let's jump into the first match on the card did you watch the pre-show I did not catch the pre-show uh Okay, so let's jump into, instead of the pre-show, let's jump into Jake something versus Ace Austin versus Chris Bay versus Mike Bailey, a four-way match where the winner becomes the number one contender for the X Division Championship. Um, I'm going to let you go first on this one um, in a match I felt like was pretty impressive to put it uh, shortly for me. Yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Um, you know, I didn't really expect Jake something. Like, he's the last guy I really predicted to win this match. And, you know, I haven't been watching Impact, like, on a week-to-week basis. But, you know, it's pretty kind of easy to know what's going on here. You know, Ace Austin and Mike Bailey during the match, you know, they were trying to, you know, have some, you know, work together throughout this match. And Mike Bailey... He is really good. Like, and if you've never seen Mike Bailey in the ring, like, he's, like, I love the strikes that he does. Like, at the beginning of the match when he was, like, doing those kicks on Jake something, that was nice. Um, And, you know, we also had some really good high flying from, you know, everybody's, everybody in this match. You know, everybody was hitting their moves and stuff. Uh, Chris Babe was looking nice. You know, the ultimate finesser. You know, he needs to become world champion this year. Like he he needs to become world champion, like, or you know, he, at least something in one in, in the promotion. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match. And, something. 
<laughs> something. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even mean to do that there. Um, but yeah, Jake something, yeah, he ended up winning this match, which, like I said, was completely surprising because, like, his character, he really doesn't have much of a character there. He just looks really generic and, you know, and I understand, you know, they wanted to go away from the name, you know, uh, Cousin Jake and stuff, but, like, come on, can't they do something better with him? He was like, what's my name? You know, trying to, you know, I... Yes, I already know what your name is. Like, but can can we do something better with him? Like, for real. But he does look pretty good in the ring, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I, I agree, Justin. I, I, I like Jake something a lot. I, I wish they would do a little more with him. And I think he was impressive in this in this match. He just looks like a hoss. He looks like he can just throw everybody around, uh, including Justin and I, you know, on the review. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe we'll get the, you know, the full tour. But I, I feel like I, I agree, though. Like, I, I think... I think Jake is good, and I think it would be nice to see him as Activision champion just because I like when when Impact does this whole uh, no limits thing, right? I think there's no limits. I, I think if you're going to say no limits, put it as no limits, right? That, I feel like that's what makes the X Division so special. Like, I get it. It's almost kind of like an intercontinental championship type thing, U.S. championship where there is no limits, right? But at the same time, it's like you look at the X Division, you think cruiserweight, right? But then Jonah comes in and wins the title or Jake something comes in and wins the title or even like something that's actually happened. Right. Samoa Joe comes in and wins the title and you're like, whoa. Right. Lashley wins the title and you're like, whoa. Um, and, and I think I think that's they should lean on that more. Right. They mm-hmm. should lean on the fact that it is no limits more. And even in this match, you know, I liked it. It had a good clash of styles with everybody. Of course, they saw get it. Clash of styles. Styles Clash. <laughs> uh, <you> know, <laughs> that's the thing, though. Like with with Ace Austin, like he's ridiculous. He's good. Like like every time. I mean, one of the most consistent guys I've, I've seen. Uh, you know, throughout watching Impact, he's just he he's that good. Chris Bay, I, I agree. I I think I think back when Chris Bay won the title before, right? When Chris Bay won the title before, he was kind of a relative unknown, right? We were still learning about him, and I think now, I've literally not watched Impact for six months. Uh, on a consistent basis, and I still care more about Chris Bay now than I did before. That like, and that's what blows my mind, right? Like, I can stop watching Impact, come back in at a pay per view or one, you know, one weekly show here, and I immediately care and feel like people have grown, right? Jake something has grown since the last time I've seen him. Chris Bay has grown since the last time I've seen him, right? They made Ring of Honor look look like they're not a company that's uh literally on a on a pause right now right they they like we forget right that some some of us forget that ring of honors literally halted their services for the time being and impact has lended them a hand and said you know what come over here show off your talent because i think impact actually gets the the whole world champion thing like the world renowned aspect of professional wrestling what it's supposed to be and i think impact has blurred those lines a little bit to a point where i think we honestly uh take it for granted how good impact has been at doing that type of a thing but that's just me um glad that jake something won definitely glad 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 he won glad he got the job done um, I hope I hope he wants the title. Maybe and you know, I and mean, he may not do it right now. Uh, cause I don't who is the exhibition champion? TJP. I mean not TJP. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's uh Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel, that's right. Because like, they had later on in the night they had a backstage segment. That's with, right. I remember um, seeing that too. Ace Austin and 
Yeah, yeah, it was with ASOS, and they're like, how about we do a tight team match this week on Impact? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that, too. Uh, jumping into Black Taurus versus Jonah, you know, one, one of the men from Decay going up against the kind of kind of newcomer with, with Jonah, the old uh, formerly known as Bronson Reed. I, I thought this was good because both of these guys are almost like hybrid big guys, which I think – <laughs> LOL uh, wrestling fans are not being, you know, satisfied. I feel like we we don't enjoy the power type of wrestling anymore, right? Where we, we cry and complain because we want to see dives and or uh, yeah, that's what that's what Randy said, dive, right? We want to see the dives, right? We want to see the high spot, but then we complain about the high spot. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out. If I'm a wrestler, how the heck am I supposed to impress you? Because I can't be a big man, right? But I also can't do I can't do a spot, right? I, I can't do a spot because uh, it looked too choreographed or blah 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 blah. No, stop it. This match was amazing. Loved it. Um, and 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 I think like these two guys, they are a good mix of that hybrid style of big man where they got this athleticism that you know. Does every big man need this type of athleticism? No, but is it nice to see every once in a while? Yeah, right. Like, and and I and I thought this was good. And Jonah got the win. Not surprised. You know, Black Taurus. I feel like Black Taurus already is very established, right? In Impact, even though he hasn't been there for really that long. I mean, he's been there for like what a year or something, a year or so, maybe a little longer. Yeah, and, maybe a little longer. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, you know, I don't remember him joining Decay, but I feel like he's already kind of proven himself. Whereas, you know, Jonah's still trying to you know, get get his legs under him. So I think this was a good win for him. What what'd you think about uh the Jonah versus Black Tars match? Yeah, I thought this was I thought this was a really good match here. Like yeah, the two different styles, you know, like and even, you know, Black Taurus, you know, he is a big guy, but he could still fly around in the ring. Like he could do all these flippity dip flippity dippity stuff that we like to see, you know. And even and even Jonah he can he can go pretty good in the ring also. And, you know, I see a lot of similarities with Jonah and, like, Bam Bam Bigelow. And, you know, especially with his attire and stuff, you know, like, he, I think that's where he got his inspiration from, was from Bam Bam Bigelow. Because, like, I mean, he can, and he can high fly as well, also. Jonah can. And it was a good match. Like, it was a big, it was a big cost fight here, which, which I enjoyed it. Um, I think it was right to have uh, Jonah go over here. And, um... You know, I, I wonder what's going to be next in store for Jonah. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing him going after, like, the World Championship, you know, because, you know, going up against, like, Moose and, like, having another big Hoss fight because, you know, the, they've been having a lot of these lately, which uh, I like the way that they're going with this. And, I mean, yeah, Jonah, I mean, not Jonah, I mean, Black Taroos, yeah, he, he's been pretty solid as well. And he kind of reminds me of... um like a better Luchasaurus, in my opinion. Like a better high flying Luchasaurus. You know, I've actually like seen that Luchasaurus and Black Taurus. Uh, that'd be good. You got a bull, and then you got a what is uh? You got a dinosaur. Yeah, let's let's see that happen. You know, like we had the VLC match before. You know, in WWE, but instead you got a bull, and then you got a dinosaur. Bull Dempsey. All right, uh, moving on. Bull Dempsey. <laughs> bull. Um. I, I think Bull Dempsey was really screwed. Just going to throw that out there. Eric Young versus Jay White. Leader versus leader. Uh, Eric Young, the leader of Violent by Design. And then you got 
you know, Jay White, the leader of the Bullet Club. Um, really, really fun match. I felt like Eric. I mean, Eric Young's just a pro. The, the dude's just a pro. Like, like every time I watch Eric Young, I'm just so impressed by not only like how transformed his career has been, uh, but just like how much of a legend he's became by. I hate to say it, one title run that people decided to crap on, right? Like that one title run back when he was the lovable underdog and people wanted to say, oh, they're copying WWE, right? Like everybody wanted to say that Impact was copying WWE. Well, if they did, they skyrocketed a frigging career off of it and shout out to them. Uh, I, I'm so freaking glad, bro, that that uh, he won that title because it, it, it changes the way you look at Eric Young. Titles mean something. They just do. When you win the title at the right time, it means something, right? It, it can turn out to be literally nothing. But when you win the title, I feel like it means something. And Impact did a great job with that. Of course, going up against Jay White, who I, I think is just amazing too. Um, you know, I, I, I like him as the leader of the Bullet Club. He's got charisma. He's really good. I've really enjoyed him since he uh, came into Impact because I don't get to see a lot of him because he's, you know, mostly in New Japan. But I, I really felt like, you know, I felt like he he had a, had a good match here, too, and, and a, a good worker to work with uh, in EY. And, you know, I, I definitely I, – I was just, I, I just liked this match. It was good. Glad Jay White got the win. EY doesn't have anything left to prove, but at the same time, I would love to see EY and Violent by Design, like, literally take over the company and win all the titles. That's just me. I just like when stables uh, take over the company and win all the titles. It's, it's fun. Justin, what was your uh, thoughts on – Jay White's victory over Eric Young. Yeah, I thought this was a really good match here. You know, like I said, you got Leader versus Leader, Violent by Design and Bullet Club here. I mean, this was some good stuff. And, you know, Eric Young, he needs to get more, like, respect and stuff because he's probably one of the best wrestlers on in, like, the North American wrestling scene right now. I mean, mine is WWE. Like, he didn't really have – they didn't really treat him well in WWE. Like, he, he really got screwed over there, but, like, everywhere else, like, when he wrestled in the indies and, you know, in Impact and stuff, like, he's just, he's one of the best, and he needs more respect. And then, of course, Jay White, you know, you already know that he's a great wrestler. You know, he's had some great matches, you know, last year at Wrestle Kingdom and against, like, Ibushi, no, no, Kata Ibushi. And he had great matches against him. And, you know, this match kind of felt like more like a of a New Japan type of match. You know, you had a lot of strong style. You had a lot of chops in this match. Um, there was this one spot I like when it was, was it Jay White or was it Eric Young? I think it was Eric Young. He hit a power driver on the side of the apron. That was a nice spot. And, and, I, and I, you know, I was expecting to, uh, Jay White to be winning here, winning this match, but... And I agree with you, DJ. I like when you have these big, you know, faction versus faction battles. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, have, like, a big, uh, like, a big fight between, like, Violent by Design Bullet Club and, like, uh, Honor No More. Like, that'd be great to see. Like, all three of those factions. That, that'd be fun to see, though. And, of course, Team Impact. Yeah. I, I think so, too. And I feel like, um... I feel like with this show, it was kind of, it felt like there was, I don't know if it was too long. It wasn't too long, but I felt like at the same time, it was, it was a little long for my liking. Right. I mean, I it, like was it was about the same, same amount as, um, Elimination Chamber. 
you know right. about you know about three hours and stuff um yeah but and i they mean but i kind of like the the shorter like not shorter show but like i kind of like for it to be a shorter show mm-hmm. and i feel like they add a lot like onto these shows here but like uh, some of these matches are you know fairly short like 12 minutes or you know 15 minutes or so you know not very long matches and stuff right. so i feel like the show really flies by but like there's like nine matches on this card and then you know i kind of like the shorter like the shorter cards and then like they have longer matches like i kind of like that better yeah you know how we get like how we got with nxt and stuff yeah i can I can see that i can see that um miranda elise elise elise, elise yeah i, I probably would botch that name um for the uh, ring of honor women's championship i thought this was cool it was cool to see the ring of honor women's championship be you know presented on this show uh, especially, I mean, I know Deanna Prazo has it at the moment, um, you know, and, and, and that, that was cool. And, and I think Deanna Prazo is so good. I think it, it gives her something to do, um, you know, instead of being around, you know, the impact title picture, you know, and it kind of does a little cross brand and, um, you know, you can have a lot of fun with that, I think. And I think that's a good thing. I think this match ended up being good. And, you know, Deanna, Deanna is, is, is really good. And I think it also like, it puts other people on display, you know, some of ring of honors women, um, you know, I've been a little bit harsh on the women's division of ring of honor, but I think uh, rightfully so at times, but I think, you know, having them go up against some of the impact women too, uh, I think does allow for, you know, some buildup, right. You know, build up these women. So then when they go back to ring of honor, when ring of honor starts back up in what June or July, whatever it's going to be, you know, I know they got a pay-per-view that they're set to do too. Like, you know, when, when they, you know, go back to doing their thing, then, you know, other, other fans have seen them. And that's, that's the whole point of cross promotion and, you know, in any sense, right. You know, my, you know, I go on the juggernaut show, the instant classic wrestling podcast fans, and the Juggernaut Show fans, you know, they kind of collaborate, you know. See, you know what I mean. So, I mean, that, that's that's all I'm saying. That's all, you know. And and I like that. But, uh, you know, what what was your thoughts on uh, Deanna Prado retaining the Ring of Honor Women's Championship? Yeah, I really wasn't surprised that she was going to retain here. Um, you know, I, this was actually one of my first time seeing this uh, Miranda Miranda Elise. Yeah, it's my first time seeing her, and I thought she was pretty good. And I feel like when you see more of this like lucha libre type of wrestling over here like the the united states because there's not very much i don't feel like we see much of it anymore over here like do you, do you feel that way dj you talking about like the lucha libre style yeah yeah i mean i think it would be nice like like to see a little bit more of it too especially from people who uh maybe you wouldn't expect to see more of a lucha libre style from Right. You know, I mean, you don't have to designate the Lucha Libre style to be for, uh, you know, Rey Mysterio and, you know, whatever. Right. You know, like, like, you know, let me see a Jay White come from AAA. I'm just making things up at this point. Mm-hmm. But Jay White come from AAA uh, and use that Lucha Libre style to his advantage. You know, I mean, even, you know, going back to like Jericho, too, you know, Jericho's, you know, fought in several different countries and done, you know, pretty much every style. So he can adopt, you know, his wrestling style to that. Right. Um, and I, and I think that's one of the, you know, kind of the cool things about wrestling is the the different styles of, but yeah, I would like to see a little bit more Lucha Libre uh, aspect too. But I think 
uh, wrestling fans, or if that's what we're going to call them at this point, you know, wrestling fans tend to not, they tend to fall away from the Lucha Libre style um, mm-hmm. a little bit too, because, you know, because of how it is like, you know, it's, it's hard to keep wrestling fans impressed for it, but for so long. So I, I think that's kind of the issue. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But no, I, like I said, I thought this was a you know decent match. I mean, nothing like crazy, like like crazy book that blow you out of the water. But I mean, it was a good match. Um, you know, Dion Peraza, she's probably one of the best women's wrestlers you know in the world right now. Like she, she's a great wrestler, and she, you know, she really showed you here. You know, great technical wrestler. You know, working on her arm during the match. You know, putting on um, I about said disarmor, putting on the Fujiwara armbar, and you know, in the match. But no, it was a good match out. I enjoyed it. Definitely agree. Moving on, Jordan Grace versus Matt Cardona for the Impact Wrestling Digital Media Championship. Now, once again, uh, <clears throat> one of those things that people tend to not like. And, you know, you know, you, you have your cup of tea, I'll have mine. I'm not saying I love endogender wrestling at all times, but uh, this was something we called for years ago. And now that we have it, we don't want it because lol wrestling fans um and jordan grace i think is legit enough to to go up against anybody because she's probably stronger than some of the men that's in impact uh she's stronger than both of us right here i mean you know i mean you see you know i go to the gym once or twice but i ain't jordan grace okay Uh, (laughs) but you know i go i go to the gym once a year i'm i'm fine i'm fine (laughs) Uh, January first, right? January first, New Year's resolution. And that's that's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, this is one of those things that, like, for some reason, I feel like wrestling fans call for this, and now they get it and they don't like it. You know, the digital media media championship, I think, is just Impact trying to keep up with the times, like every everybody else. Uh, you know, like, can you always just defend it on a digital media platform? maybe and i think technically you know since the show was on fight it you know that that works but like you know i mean it, it's like the maturation of like the tv title you know and, and all and all that and uh you know you know stuff of that nature but i thought this match was good i thought they worked well together i don't i don't think it like necessarily insulted our intelligence I do think uh, in a way that Matt Cardona is a little bit too big to be fighting Jordan Grace just because Matt Cardona is huge. Uh, So like, you know, I'm kind of one of those people, one of those people in that line a little bit too. But at the same time, I I felt like it was a good match. It was an enjoyable match. Um, And of course, Matt Cardona uh, retained as as I think he should have. Um, I, I like him as digital media champion, and I think they're doing a good job with because Jordan Grace was before, right? He beat her. Yeah, beat it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I think having somebody who can build it up in that in that nature, like Matt Cardona, gives him something to do without pushing him straight to the moon. I mean, straight to the world title. So there you go, Justin. What's your what's your what thought? What was your thoughts on the digital media championship match? You know. To be honest, I didn't really think of this like as an inter intergender match. I just thought of this as a wrestling match and stuff. Like that's how good the these two were. That's that's how well they were good in the ring. You know, I didn't think it was a man versus a woman fighting each other. Like I just thought it was a great wrestling, good wrestling match. And I liked the story that they were playing here because, like in the first match, I had. You know, Matt Cardona, he was hesitant, you know, to, you know, actually put his hands on Jordan Grace. But Jordan Grace, you know, she was like, come on. She was like, hit me. 
hit me. You know, so in that first match, you know, he was very hesitant. And, you know, at the end of the match, that's when he did started, you know, doing more heel tactics and did, did his heel turn. And in this match, you could see him, you know, being more of that cocky heel, you know, um, bringing out the steel chair. And, you know, I, I just like how this match was. And they both worked very well in the ring together. And I even like the ending of it. Like, and I'm not the biggest fan of DQ finishes, but it made sense what they did here. Because, like, with having Jordan Grace, you know, low blow uh, Matt Cardona, you know, it, I think it made sense, you know, kind of to continue this feud. And, like, it's not like a WWE low blow where they're like, oh, they're trying to protect somebody. No, that, that's really not the case here. Like, I feel like they're trying to continue this feud, maybe. I feel like this is going to lead to maybe, like, a death match of some sort, maybe. Because, you know, we get, maybe we might bring out the GCW or, like, the NWA Matt Cardona that we're seeing right now. So, I wouldn't be surprised if we get that maybe, like, at the next show or maybe at Rebellion. Who who knows? But I feel like a death match is coming up in the future between Jordan Grace and uh, Matt Cardona. All right. All right. Moving on to... The Gorillas of Destiny versus the Good Brothers. Another really good match, I felt like. And one of those, like, I feel like Impact does a good job with, like, the the dream match, too, right? You know, those matches that you feel like you'll never get to see. Uh, but, you know, because they're working with New Japan and Ring of Honor and, you know, have worked with AEW, right, you get those kind of dream aspect type matches and i think uh you know this was one of, i feel like this was one of those right you kind of get the 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 original bullet club versus what the current bullet, bullet club at the time right uh mm-hmm. and, I, and i and i think that's cool and you know at the same time it's two of the better tag teams in the world you know so uh you know a, a lot of layers to this one but the the match itself was good but then i think the ending was also good with chris bay coming out and you know Looked like he was trying to help, you know, G.O.D., but it didn't really work how he thought it was going to work. But turns out here comes Jay White um, and he uh, cost the Gorillas of Destiny um, the Impact Tag Team titles in this particular match. And uh, now it seems like Jay White has joined forces with the Good Brothers um, and Chris Bay. And now we kind of got, you know, the new uh, Bullet Club, the old Bullet Club, and they kind of, like, join forces now, which is kind of cool. Um, I don't know how long Jay White's going to be in Impact, but, I, I mean, I think he's been pretty fun, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for the, for, the, for the first little bit. What's uh, what, what's what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, this was a solid uh, tight team match. You know, every time I've been seeing, um, you know, the Grills of Destiny, Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa in the ring, on New Japan, I thought they they were doing some great stuff over there, and they really have some good chemistry with the Good Brothers here. And you know, Good Brothers were good with pretty much anybody, and this was a you know good tight team wrestling here. And the ending kind of like that threw me for a swerve there, like that that really threw me for a swerve with having Jay White come out. And turn on the um the girls of destiny, which you know I'm hype when the girl death the girls of destiny come out. Like I love their theme song. Like I add their song to my workout playlist. I mean it just gets me hype every time they come out. Um, it's a shame you only use it once a year. Yeah, I only use it once a year, so I I can only listen to it on January first. <laughs> um, 
No, but no, this was a good match here, and um, like I said, the ending was pretty good here. So, and like I said, we got the like DJ said, we got the new Bullet Club and and the old Bullet Club like coming together, and you know, I wonder if you know we're gonna get the whole thing, and you know, of course, we got a whole bunch of Bullet Club guys over in AEW. So I'm wondering what's gonna happen, like if we're gonna get like a big faction versus faction battle over in like AEW, like whenever Kenny Omega comes back. Like, I'm, I'm wondering how that's going to play out. Because, like, I mean, all we're missing is, like, we're missing uh, Finn Balor over there. You know, Prince Devitt, which I wouldn't be surprised eventually if he gets released from WWE eventually. But I think he was actually on Raw tonight tagging up with um, Tommaso Ciampa, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But, no, no, back to this. I, you know, I, I, I thought this was a really good match. It was good. Okay, okay. Um, moving on to Tasha Steeles versus Mickey James. Tasha Steeles with Savannah Evans. Uh, her, uh, her, her, her heavy um, going, you know, going up against Mickey James for the Knockouts World Championship, uh, which I, you know, once again can't can't uh, talk enough about how much I love the fact that they call it the Knockouts World Championship. That's cool. Uh, at the same time, you know, I, I'm, and once again we. <laughs> talk about this uh, plenty of times, but it's like Tasha Steeles, another one of those people who has grown since the last time I've seen her. The last time I watched Tasha Steeles, uh, she was with Kiera Hogan, I think right at the breakup of them or either either right before, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, one of the best women's tag teams, I think, in, in quite some time, one of the most entertaining, uh, if nothing else. And, you know, now with her, uh, you know, kind of being on her own, kind of showing, you know, once again, showing herself a little bit too. And and the fact that I think she's allowed to be natural too and kind of be naturally herself, I think, you know, helps a lot too. I still think she's growing a little bit, right? I, th- I think she still, you know, I think she's good on the mic, but still has room to improve on the mic, like in terms of just her delivery and stuff. But I think at the same time, I, I think she's good and I, I enjoy her in the ring too. She's a good heel, um, you know, she feels like she's full of herself, which I think, you know, is, is the makings of a good heel um, and, you know, kind of the personal jabs at Mickey James and stuff like that. Cause you know, Mickey James is respected and all that, you know, I like it. Th- this, this match was good. Um, didn't, uh, it, w- it was Chelsea green that helped in this match, right? Yeah. Chelsea green came yeah. out and helped uh, Mickey James at the end there. Yeah. Which, so that ending kind of seemed like a little bit heelish from like Mickey James and um, Chelsea, Chelsea green. Cause they're like, like, why would she be needing help? But, you know, I guess they even out the odds and stuff. Um, but no, yeah. I thought I thought this was a decent match here. I mean, nothing nothing too crazy here in this match. It, it was an I think it was an average knockouts championship match. Um, and like you said, DJ Tasha still she has been improving like ever since like from a, a year ago to where she is now. Like she's doing some good stuff. Like she is really doing good stuff and. You know, even when she won the, um, won that X Division, oh, or not the X Division, but won that Ultimate X match, you know, I, I thought that was really good, you know? So, I think this was, like, trying to showcase to see if Tasha Stills can hang in the main event, which she definitely can hang in the main event. She's, she did good there. I agree. W. Morrissey versus Moose. Another one of those knockdown, drag out style matches. Um, I love Moose. I have loved this title run so far. Um, 
you know, I always like to when like like wrestlers talk during their matches, especially heels. Um, you know, and W. Morrissey's kind of been on the come up, and it's this is one of those matches where I, I almost feel like people felt like W. Morrissey can win it because he's just been you know rising and rising and rising. Uh, and I, but I think at the same time, I think I think Moose has had a good trajectory too, and Moose is one of those guys. I I hope that nobody stupid comes in and ruins this title run because Moose is one of those guys that was kind of like Lashley, uh, you know, back when he was a dominant heel champion too, to where whoever beats him, it's going to be a huge deal, you know, like whoever beats Moose, it's going to skyrocket them, you know, almost like over Moose in a way because he was such a dominant champion. Um, I think they dropped the ball with that a little bit when with, with Lashley and his couple of runs because they let Rude beat him and Rude didn't necessarily need to, even though I know that was the feud at the time. Uh, but, and, and I think, and I think too, like they didn't let Moose beat him for the title, right? Like that, that was the other thing. Like I I thought they were going to kind of pass the torch from Lashley to Moose, uh, you know, when Lashley was on his way out too. And I don't remember who ended up winning that title. Was it Eddie? I think Eddie, I think it it was Eddie or yeah, it was Eddie. And I'm cool. Like, and that was the thing. I, Cause I know Eddie beat him, beat Lashley one time with like a roll up or something, and that's like that was like the anything is possible Eddie. But then I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Eddie beat Lashley again on his way out. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right, or maybe it um, was because because I and the reason that I say that I don't I don't remember anybody of note beating Lashley. Like it helped Eddie uh, back when he was doing the anything is possible thing. But I don't know if it necessarily – I think Moose should have been the one to take it off of him. But I think Moose has had a good run. I think both of these guys, you know, put on a, a pretty good match for, for two big guys. I, I enjoyed it. And um, I, I think I, – I hope this feud continues. I, I If anybody's going to take the title off of Moose, I'm kind of hoping it's going to be W. Morrissey, right? Because I think that – you know, because, you know, of course, Cass didn't, get, didn't really get the chance to – be a great singles guy in WWE. And I think he's kind of reinvented himself and he, you know, gotten in better shape, you know, gotten himself clean, all of that. And I think, you know, now it might be the time for him to to do his thing. But at the same time, I don't know, like W Morrissey is a little bit heelish, I think sometimes to me too. Uh, so yeah, do you really want to transition a- from, you know, heel to heel like that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of, you know, I kind of like how they did have this style with, like, heel versus heel. Because, you know, we we don't ever, like, see that now these days. And, you know, it's kind of cool having uh, Matt Cardona, I am mean, not Matt Cardona, <laughs> Brian Myers on commentary here, you know, get, trying to get in the head of um, Debbie Morrissey. You know, saying, hey, you need to pay attention to the match instead of paying attention to me. Or else it's not going to win the world title here. But, no, this was a... This was a great match, and you know, like two big hosses again. Once again, we had two big hosses going at it, you know, um, hitting big moves on each other. Um, and I felt like there were some points where I thought that W. Morrissey was going to win the title because you know he is that believable to take the title. Which I'm happy that you know they still keeping it on Moose. Which I think, like like you said, DJ, um, when Moose loses the title, it's going to be a really big deal. Which at this point, I don't know who he could lose to. I don't know who could take the towel off him. Maybe like a, maybe eventually like a Jonah or maybe like a, um, 
Mm, I'm trying to think of some other people. Like, I, I don't even know off the top of my head right now. Maybe like a Matt Cardona could take it off of him or, or something like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Or maybe they might have the rematch with Josh Alexander again. Maybe they're waiting to do that down the line again. Uh, and speaking of Josh Alexander, I know uh, he's done at the moment with Impact, but I wonder if he'll come back. Um, you know, because his visa ran out. I wonder if he. I wonder if he can get that renewed and come back. I don't know how visas work per se, uh, but but I hope so because you know he's one one of one of my favorites. Definitely. That's right. I forgot his visa ran out. Yeah. Yeah, because remember he was supposed to be in the uh, team impact. He was supposed to be on, on team team impact, and then you know everything happened and. You know, that's so right. That, that's right. Yeah, I, I remember that now. Yep. Yeah, which you know, it's unfortunate for Josh Alexander because, like I said, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, and um, you know, and I like that thing that they had. Um, it was in AEW saying, "Hey, the only reason why we signed Ethan Page was to get the Josh Alexander." I'm like, "Hey, that, that's that's gotta hurt." I don't remember. I don't remember was who said it. I think it might have been Tony Khan who said it. Uh, <laughs> I I can't remember, but. Um, but no, about this match, about the W.C. Mori and um, Moose match. This, this was good stuff here. This was really, really good stuff. I enjoyed it. All right, main event, Team Honor No More versus Team Impact. I love the name Honor No More. I think it's fun. Uh, you know, has several different meanings. Kind of, you know, it's, it, it's kind of creative. I like it. Um, and, and you know the. The, the cast of characters from uh, Honor No More, uh, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, uh, used to be the Kingdom. I don't know if they still are or not. Uh, the, they, o- the OGK. The uh, OGK, and then the yeah, PCO, who everybody seems to love, Vincent, and and I don't mean Kennedy McMahon, but Vincent and Kenny King with Maria Canellis. Hey, no, D- DJ, saying, you're saying Kenny King's name wrong. K-I-N-G King. <laughs> I, I, I love K- I love Kenny King. I'm so happy he's back here in Impact. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, at the time, you know, when he was in Impact, when he was doing um, the whole stuff with, um, what was it? Was the main, not May of Mafia. The Beatdown Clan? The Beatdown Clan. You know, at, th- at that time, I wasn't really the biggest fan of him. But then when he went back to um, doing his indie stuff in Ring of Honor, like I started becoming a bigger fan of Kenny King. Like he's he's really good in the ring, and I, I also love his theme song when he comes out. Like it goes like K I N G King. He comes <laughs> out like he comes out so hype. Yeah, like he, yeah. he does. I, I like Kenny King. He stays hyped. He he always does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to give your thoughts on this match first? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll talk about this match. So, yeah, I felt like this match was a little overdone with some points, you know. Like, there were some points where I got like, I couldn't even keep track of everything that was going on, you know, with all the spots I was ever that was happening everywhere, which I think that's the point of this match. It was supposed to be like a whole bunch of chaos happening, you know, with Honor No More, um, you know, this uh, re- reckless group, you know, trying to take over Teen or Impact Wrestling. Um, you know, I kind of have a feeling there was something going to be fishy at the end of the match here, you know, with, you know, Eddie Edwards, you know, churning on uh, Team Impact. I had, I had a feeling something was going to happen like that, because when you saw earlier in the night when he got attacked backstage, you're like, hmm, I guess something's going to happen here. And he did come out, you know, it looks like uh, some of these, um, when, when when he came out, I got like, yeah, this looked very predictable. 
like when he looked like he's gonna go after Maria Canales, and then bam, he wails um, a rhino with the candlestick and hits everybody else uh, from Team Impact with the candlestick. And I think did he hit the boss in the party on Rhino, or I I can't remember. Maybe it was. I don't remember exactly what happened, but and then then Team Honor No More came in and they got the win. So. You know, it was very interesting. So we had, which Eddie Edwards, you know, he was part of Ring of Honor, you know. So he is one of the Ring of Honor originals. So it does make sense, you know, that he's kind of a part of this group. Because when you think back to the um, days with um, uh, the American Wolves, you know, they came from Ring of Honor. So, you know, looking at it, it makes sense to do this. Yeah, yeah. I think I think so, too. I I like this. Uh, I, I like the match. I like the concept. I was a little surprised it wasn't like elimination. It just seems like one of those matches that would be elimination. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like it should have been elimination. Would have made the match a lot better here. You know, like because it was like considering how long it was, I thought it was elimination. <laughs> when I like because I was looking at how much time was left in the show, and I'm like, it's got to be elimination, right? Yeah, I felt like it should have been elimination. It felt like you know. Something that you see at like Survivor Series or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, find I, I, I agree. find so to keep your um, you know, brand there, which is cool. Yeah, the uh, the turn from Eddie, I, I thought I thought was good. I I'm not gonna say it was necessarily predictable. I didn't know it was gonna happen because I I went on Instagram after the show because you know, I mean, you just log on Instagram. And I saw Eddie Edwards did some dastardly thing, but uh, Team Honor No More, uh, you know, Team Honor No More uh, won the match or whatever. But I didn't put two and two together to know that he had turned on Team Impact. Team Impact. Why? Don't know. Right? <laughs> like, I don't know how, how I didn't put it together, but I didn't. Uh, so it was still a little surprising for me when it happened, but it was cool. Um, you know, I, I thought I thought it was kind of a, a cool little way to do it. Um, I wish I kind of wish they should have had him like come out wrapped up a little bit more, like really beat up, like, you know, do the black eye makeup or something, you know, have it have his have him wrapped up, maybe like have his head wrapped up or something like that. Like they really just did a number on him. And then, you know, he kind of just does the if you can't beat him, join him type thing, uh, you know, or, or whatever. Or maybe, you know, it's almost like he was faking it or something, you know, something like that. I don't know. I, I think I think that would have been funner. Uh, or more fun, however you say it. But I mean, I eh, I don't know. I feel I feel like I would I would enjoy that a little bit more. Um, I like that they didn't have him go through the entire match and then turn because I always think I don't think that's necessarily stupid, but I think it's kind of stupid, right? That, because, that would have like, been like what WWE does, like with the Big Show. You know how many yeah. times Big Show has done that? <laughs> well, and, and it's like, why would I go through the whole match with you as your partner just to screw you? Now I'm tired, sweaty, and I got to go back and, and, and rest up. Instead of, I can just come out and be a real heel, right? Come out and, and just be, you know, the dastardly heel or whatever. But I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I think Eddie works better in this particular gimmick as a heel. Uh, so I think that's good. I, I think him going back to heel, I think, it, it is a good thing. And, I mean... Given who's on the, I don't know. I don't know who's necessarily the spokesperson for Honor No More because I mean Matt Taven can cut a promo, Mike Bennett can cut a promo, Kenny can cut a promo, uh, and then of course you got adding Eddie Edwards who can cut a promo too. So you know you never really know. I mean of course they'll probably all talk a little bit you know here and there, but 
Definitely. I, I thought, I mean, I thought it was a good ending to the show. And I feel like Impact is also the king uh, or queen of um, the cliffhanger, right? Like, like they're the they're the king of the, all right, what's going to happen next type of a feel, right? They do this at a lot of their pay-per-views, uh, you know, where they, they almost either leave you wanting more or they're like, you know what, uh, you know, what's going to happen next, right? Like, uh, I mean, even just thinking about, uh, Moose ruining Josh Alexander's run. Like, I'm like, I I literally, like, was laughing. Like, I was dying laughing. It was so good, right? Like, Impact, once again, just impresses me. Uh, and, and they deserve a lot of credit. They probably won't get it, but they deserve it. I'm going to give it to them. Uh, and and, and that's, how, that's how I feel about it. But um, good show. Definitely an enjoyable, uh, you know, a good show, an enjoyable show. Um, any final thoughts you got, Justin, before we sign off from the good people? I know, hopefully, hoping that tomorrow we will be live with the Elimination Chamber review and talk about that. Uh, and hopefully we'll have more thoughts than it was a show. Yeah, you know, I thought this, like, overall, like, this was a great show. Um, a lot of matches, like, on this show, there was a ton of matches. But no, overall, it was really good. I enjoyed it. And like you said, you know, limited chamber. Yeah, we'll, we'll get with that tomorrow, you know. And that definitely was a show, as mm-hmm. Casey would say. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, so coming up tomorrow, limited chamber uh, review. We'll talk about that. Um, we are trying to come up with a more consistent schedule, but uh, LOL, it is wrestling. So it's kind of you know as much as scheduled out as wrestling is. Wrestling is also very like sporadic sometimes with like pay per views and stuff. So. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to figure it out, trying to get a you know more consistent schedule for, for everybody and uh, for all of us involved, too. But definitely in, in enjoyed this show. Definitely. Uh, Justin had a lot of fun, as always. Um, I, I, of course, appreciate you for coming by. Um, and we'll be back, of course, once again uh, for the Elimination Chamber review coming up tomorrow. Until next time. No, we're not having technical difficulties. I just think it's a cool graphic. Bye. <laughs> technical difficulties.